Anyway, this is the outliers. Yes. Your podcast very happy. We talk about things that we hyper fixate on because of neurodivergent reasons. 100 <laughs> percent Um and today's neurodivergent hyperfixation is Star Wars again. As always, I'm the I'm the guy who went too hard on World War One on the first date once and then didn't get a second date. McLean Hirschbill with me always. I'm the guy who didn't kill himself because of a Star Wars movie, Tyler. <laughs> and that is this one. <laughs> Tyler didn't kill myself because of Star Wars Toledo. Got Tyler faster than a tank Toledo. Tyler down bad on the main Toledo. And now Tyler didn't kill himself because of Star Wars Toledo. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, 2015, what a magical time. <laughs> Uh, in case uh, that year didn't ring any bells, today we're talking about The Force Awakens, which you probably knew from the title of this podcast. Yeah, but 2015 was like super long time ago. I was just yeah. that long ago, and then I realized it's almost eight years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, like I, someone pointed out that there is as, as much time has passed since the release of that movie and fan or in the last prequel movie now. Like, damn. So. Anyways, uh, so yes, we're talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens. We are revisiting these sequel movies because a lot of people revisit the originals or prequels. We, I, no. well, I liked the first two. I never saw the last part of it because of like a mix of COVID cares? and other things. But um, I did see The Force Awakens in The Last Jedi. So we're kind of just yeah. rehashing and doing hash. No, we're not. Um uh, I don't. I don't think a lot of enough conversation is had about these movies, because like, I don't no, know. You like I mean, you have your opinion on it, and that's it. For most like, people. let me restate it. A lot of conversation, but happens, but it's done with the praise of all oh, the cocks destroyed this with their liberal propaganda. Yeah. Uh, everyone is doing their best, uh, shitty Mister Plinkett impressions, but talking about the the sequels. Um, no. <laughs> Jedi wins. The last Jedi ruined Star Wars. The, the, the sequels aren't canon. Blah, 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 blah. And like, listen, like I know the sequels aren't perfect. Um, but like a couple years ago, weren't y'all shitting on the fucking prequels? Don't Did you almost make a child kill himself because of the prequels? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then not now you. That this, I should not I not not. Saying, not saying no, I I knew what you're talking fans. about. Not a um, good part of Star Wars fans. Not our fans. Taught Tyler. I'm saying that about the bad, shitty Star Wars. Yeah. Um, the people that when I put out a poll collectively agreed that Star Wars fans were more toxic than the fans of the grimdark sci-fi where, like, there's slavery and, like, fucked up chaos gods. Yeah. How do I mean, you feel about yourself? We have slavery in Star Wars. It's not as front and center as it is in Warhammer. Yeah. It's also perpetrated by a Jew-coded little bug man in the Phantom Menace, which, you know. Yeah. <laughs> something I, and I, I think George Lucas is a brilliant creator, but sometimes something I learned about him later on in life is that one of the things that made his first movies good is he surrounded himself with people who stand around and say, no, George, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> which did not but exist like, by the sequels or prequels. So, like... Okay, for the last before before the sequel trilogy came out, the the Star Wars prequels were the butt of every joke. Like everyone was shitting on the prequels, but now that the sequels came out, <laughs> the the prequels are all of a sudden good again, and now the sequels are bad. And uh, it a lot of and all of that honestly just comes down to like whatever is the trilogy you grew up on, you're gonna be biased towards it. So now that it's been like a generation since the prequels came out, all the kids who were kids uh, when the prequels came out are adults now. And they're like, hey, when I when I was like eight years old, Attack of the Clones was fucking awesome, wasn't it? But, you know, you, you hold on to that uh, little uh, memory. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now we're talking you know about. Who really, well, like every Star Wars was kind of meant for that generation kids. Yeah, you know no, who Star really Wars likes this current Star Wars sequels? Kids. My and niece, me. My, not my niece. My cousins like them. 
and like, me i am a man child <laughs> oh yeah no i like him too but that's just because i i'm not so fucking affected by like things that like are completely just a sign of times changing that i have yeah. to shit my pants every time that like they update something and you know who the first person who will tell you that star wars is for kids george is lucas. george lucas yeah <laughs> like these movies are made for 12 year olds yeah and it's um, okay if you like them I was going to think with this series, why don't we do uh, just a real quick, like things we liked about this movie and things we didn't like. Do you want to go first? Okay, so like I am the Force Awakens number one defender. Um, Straight up. This is my favorite Star Wars movie. I know it's not the best. This is my, uh, because like let's let's take it back to December 2015 and December 2015 to me was like the peak of how awesome it felt like to be a star wars fan because we had gone through such an like we went through a 10-year drought with the exception of like animated stuff with that yeah with the exception of animated stuff we haven't had a proper live action star wars film since uh revenge of the sith which was 2005 so like there was there was really not much going on in the star wars world except for like the clone wars until this movie came out yeah. And like the the hype around revitalizing the franchise with a new trilogy that tells the story of what happens after episode six was like mind blowing. And like, honestly, like sitting in the theater back then when this movie first came out, like I, I honestly, God, that's got to be like one of the most hype like movie experiences I've ever had. Um, <laughs> The reason why. I I I introed it that way. I was like, I wasn't I, I wasn't being totally serious, but I was like, you know, that was my like what freshman year of high school. I was not having a good time. But one of the things that was like keeping me a little positive was just like, shit, I gotta know what's going on in the next Star Wars trilogy. I gotta wait until the next movie comes out. Because <laughs> if anything happens, I'm never gonna know how this trilogy is gonna end or what's gonna happen in the Star Wars movie. Which is uh, fucking pathetic, I know, but like genuinely, the hype for this movie was like one of the uh, driving motivator, uh, yeah, motivating I, factors in life. I'm just like, okay, so I'll do, I'll list the things I like and don't like about this movie. Uh, things I like, uh, I liked all the characters. I think all yes. but one of the characters were pretty well executed. Um, I liked Finn. Finn was a highlight. Daisy That's Ridley existing, I like that. I could watch her fucking sorts uh, sort coins all day. Like she's pretty cool. Like, she, I'm, I'm, she, I'm a Daisy Ridley fan. She is a very attractive woman, and fuck all of you who made her delete her Instagram. Too bad uh, she's yeah. British. <laughs> That's <laughs> God, everybody. I feel, I feel like it evens out for the fact she's hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's like, how do we make this fair? We'll make her British. All right. She's pretty, but she's British. You got to balance it out a little <laughs> She's a 10, but she's pretty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that, goes, that goes to like a solid seven. Um, I think all the characters, like all the characters were so. my own, So things I don't like, Kylo Ren. Really the only character. I, I disagree. Did. I'm a I, Kylo Ren stan. I liked him, but there was like one thing that really bothered me about in the in this movie and it's not it's not like i didn't think he was like he why is he like us fans well that's a you problem i just kind of thought the helmet was stupid yeah that's the point i know it is um no but more like the I, movie pointed out that like yeah like i didn't like how i didn't like for? how he like i didn't like the acting with it him on like and i don't know if it's like because we've had that like acting with something over your head is difficult Mm-hmm. And I think Pedro Pascal has like really perfected it with the Mandalorian. Uh, but like, there's moments where like I just saw someone like, is that just like a mannequin? And then he finally moves I'm like, oh no, there's a dude under there. Well, the thing with uh, Kylo Ren is like the character himself is acting with that yeah. helmet on. He's trying to be somebody so that he's not. Right. That's, he's he's trying to live up to the image of Darth Vader, who is. Yeah his that's his grandfather but that is also his idol and he but like he doesn't know about the darth vader at the end of his life how 
uh, he gave his life to defeat the Emperor. He doesn't know about that. So in his head, Darth Vader is the ruthless killer of the Empire who ruled the galaxy with an iron fist and protruded, um, projected power. And that's who he wants to be. He doesn't matter that Darth Vader needed that mask literally to survive. What that mask is is the image of power to him. So he's yeah. got to have his own image of power. Yeah. He is being somebody inherently that he's not, and he's a fucking crybaby. Anyway, that is poor. That was my only like real complaint. Um. Yeah, I, it was just it was so fun. It's just like this movie is so fun. I'm glad I rewatched yes. it. I haven't rewatched it, it in a it long time. It is so fun. I that's, don't like some of James Cameron's style, but that's probably uh, James, James Cameron, Cameron, not James Cameron. Oh God, JJ <laughs> Abrams. JJ Abrams. I, I'm sorry. I was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about Avatar before this. So no, we're we're talking. We're in JJ Abrams town. JJ Abrams. I'm not a huge, super big fan of his style. I'm not a big fan of his style in Rise of Skywalker, but like it works here for me. It works it, here, yeah. It, like I think this movie is like incredibly gorgeous. I yeah. Um yeah, I I think like from the first scene, like the first time we see stormtroopers in this is really cool too. Yes. Just like the fire like stormtroopers are fucking stormtroopers. They're like skull cracking death squads in this, which I kind of forgot. Like to the extent that one of these Disney movies can have skull cracking death squads. Yes. And uh what the the one thing that I think the sequel trilogy is really trying to go for and really hammer home is that the first order is at like a group of neo-Nazis. Um yeah. they're uh and fascism at its core is uh trying to restore a former glory through pretty much force well I know. uh and the way that the stormtroopers <laughs> are prepared um portrayed in this kind of way and the way that that's built up throughout this movie is interesting because most uh, what, most of like they these stormtroopers didn't really have a choice uh yeah most of them were like taken as children but they still have a conscious they're yeah. still thinking well, and human beings this was like someone of an attempt to recreate the clone army too yeah um and they mentioned think... the clone armor too in this movie too because he's yeah. like because hux is like no 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 my men are, are are trained and like really are they we might as well use a clone army that'll actually obey because finn again Sure, he's indoctrinated into this uh, ideology, born into it. His name is the F1, most slept on character in Star Wars, by the way. Yeah, but John he's still Boyega, a thinking human being with a conscious, and that's how yeah. he's made able to make the active decision that, like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I for decades I've won something that was the story of a stormtrooper leaving the uh, yeah the first the Empire to become a rebel. And I thought that's what we were going to get. I'm kind of disappointed what because of the sequels. Um, I, I do think my complaints about the sequels are not as much any of the creative choices made by any of the people like Ryan Johnson or anything, but more much more studio choices. Yeah. Um, but we're not talking about sequels. We're talking about this. Um, we're talking about this specific movie. One and of the biggest complaints I know is people say is like, well, this movie is just a complete retread of the first movie. The empire is the exact same. They try to do the exact same, but that's what fascists do. They just do the same thing. They're over copycats. And over again. <laughs> you know, like fucking like even just the other day, Brazil just did their own January sixth. They're fucking yeah. copycats. Like they, they don't have original <laughs> thoughts. Actually, actually, it's so funny because they did like this. They did it worse, where they did it on the <laughs> exactly. day that no one was there. Um, then when the military showed up, they were all cheering, like, Yeah, the military's here. And then, <laughs> no, um, because like throughout these movies, and then Bolsonaro ended up in the hospital again. Yeah, he's not even <laughs> Bolsonaro's in the United States, yeah. but throughout these movies, like, yeah, the resistance plays a huge part in the collapse of the fourth first order, but so does their own incompetence. Just as much, and that's what brought down the empire too. 
because they don't like because power is the only thing that matters but like to actually think and use their brains to be a chad (laughs) (laughs) that's too hard like us yeah fucking alpha male like us but like (laughs) one uh one no i mean like there's familiar moments to a new hope there's callbacks but they're not the same movie which to a degree the prequels did too the yes. existence of C-3PO, R2-D2, all those fucking things were like, yep, call back. But like these things are like, you know, we're all we're part of the same franchise where you're introducing a new set of characters in the same way. Like, of course, there's going to be similarities. And uh, I like I'm, I'm usually not a fan of studios playing it too safe um but i like playing it safe i think was the right call here to like re-familiarize everybody well, with and we the franchise because it's been it's been gone it. for 10 years at this point we could talk about too when we get to last jedi but there's also the case you had an audience here that you just were not going to satisfy because yeah. it's like if the first movie the complaint is was too close to the original movies the second movie was the complaints wasn't enough like them Right. So, um, you, you, it's, it's, you, you can't, you can't please everybody. But I, I, I haven't seen the third movie. I don't know really anything about it. Um, oh, that's gonna be a fun episode. The only I have words about that movie. (laughs) I think we should do a watch along for that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, The Force Awakens. I think Ray is also a really interesting character because she's in. She, um. All the main characters, like Anakin's, like such a broken. He's just broken. Like he grew up as a slave. Yeah, that poor um, kid. You know. Then you have Luke, who kind of grew up in essentially like a very average life, and then kind of sound adventure. She yeah. grows up by herself, pretty much at like yeah, the hands so of a scavenger fleet. This, I think, this is the key difference between Ray and Luke, and how they are in each of their movies their first movies because when we first meet luke they're again they're both on desert planets mm-hmm. um but luke is bored of his life on tatooine he's just like whatever i guess i'm just a moisture farmer uh i gotta chill here with uncle o and aunt, and aunt brew on our shitty little farm but wouldn't it be great to join the rebellion those guys are heroes standing up for what's right i want to get out of this backwards planet there's nothing to do here but when... Does he try to join the Empire in the beginning of the first movie? No. He says something about oh, maybe it's the rebels. He's like, I want to he wanted he wanted he, want, he wanted to join the rebels. Yeah, I, I think I poorly misremembered something. I just remember him saying something, sign up. Yeah, but, no, but anyway. like, he he didn't he didn't want to stay on Tatooine. But for most of this movie, Ray's just trying to get back to Jakku. Yeah. She doesn't want to leave. She de- she resists uh her call to adventure which loose call to adventure comes from you know his parental figures being fucking torched alive <laughs> um which greatly greatly different she, but... she was satisfied with her very simple life of yeah, survival but she wasn't it wasn't because she was satisfied it's because she was holding on to hope that her parents would come back to her yeah. one day which never happened and was never going to happen. And at a certain point where she has to accept that, like, listen, you have to live your own life. If you stay on this planet where nothing happens, you're just going to be a scavenger forever, clinging on to a false hope that someday your parents who abandoned you are going to come back or forcibly taken away from you. We're going to come back. But the reality is less simple. Uh, They're probably never coming back. Who know you don't know what happened to them, and there's people who need you now. You're in a you're in a quite the pickle with the first it's order right now. <laughs> actually, something very similar to thinking about Andor's role. Mm-hmm. She's they're um, they're both reluctant heroes. Yeah, they're very- in, in, in a very different way. But, yeah, well, the reluct like she, her reluctance comes from she's holding on to hope, whereas he kind of just is like life. Is he gave up on survival. hope. Yeah, but um, they're both drawn into. She's drawn into having a different hope, 
and realizing that she is essentially with the gift of having the force has a position of more importance that she kind of has to yes. rise up to. Whereas I think Andor is more forced into it by the situations he's put in. Yeah. Um, and she, like, I, I really like the way that she like comes into that uh, role. Cause oh, one is kind of like the, the classic, you know, the Spider-Man thing, like with great power comes great responsibility and that kind of thing. Uh, but also it's, you know, through the relationships she builds throughout the film with both Finn, who initially was lying to her, uh, with, uh, but for an understandable reason, because he's trying to get the fuck away from the first order because he abandoned them. He, and he knows how dangerous they are and like, they'll fuck, they'll kill his ass. I did like someone posted a clip of like this is the best evolution of a friendship I've ever seen where it's like the first movie her being incredibly impressed by Poe Dameron and then the third no, movie her big annoying her, her, her and Ray I mean um her and Poe don't meet until the end of the last Jedi. Do they really not meet? I they're see, in okay, so they're in the same room in in The Force Awakens, but they never like had a uh like a face-to-face conversation until The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't realize that. I I've, I just watched the movie today, and uh, my brain's like, they must have said something. But yeah, they- no, because like they're set up to be like, uh, her, Finn, and Poe. They're kind of like a trio, mm-hmm. but like Finn and Poe are buddies because they escaped the First Order together. And one, I, I and what I I gotta say it now. I am a Finn Poe truther. <laughs> uh, even wasn't John Boyega even like fuck make us gay as hell. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. If it's, I think if he that's was. True. Like, I think he was. I, I think I'm not gonna unhappy. confirm or deny that. I think he was just unhappy with the fact they didn't do fucking shit with that character. Yeah, uh, I'm also unhappy with it too. Um, but like, I am a Finn Poe truther. Uh, I, I, I am, a, I am a little disappointed I, I that that didn't go that way. How much fucking shipping around this movie annoyed the shit out of me. Like, I, yes, we could do I'm not, I am, I am not a shipper. I, I am not a shipper. This, shipping this, this specific instance, I have to make an exception. Because when Poe sees Finn in that Wait. jacket, there's no heterosexual explanation for that. <laughs> there, there's very much the same vibes of these two. And like, it hit, like, I feel like they would be the two people read about like in the history books where it's just like, yeah, they were really good friends. They're uh-huh, really good. Sure. Uh-huh, yeah, great friends, roommates. Yep, tell They're us They're roommates. <laughs> No, but like they like Poe is kind of like their mutual is the mutual friend. It was like Ray is friends with Finn, doesn't really know uh Poe. Poe was friends with Finn, doesn't really know Ray until Last Jedi, and of course they become more of a trio in the Rise of Skywalker. That's when they're really like together all the time in that third movie. Yeah. But I really like I really like a lot all these new characters that are introduced. I think um I think I'm Finn, a I'm a Ray lover. I think Finn I, being an ex God, the most slept on arc. Like so something about The Last Jedi with Finn is I kind of wish sometimes they were a little more reluctant to trust him because I felt like like I said, that ex stormtrooper arc you could have done so much with. Yeah, and I'm but that that is my time, biggest problem with this trilogy is like they didn't really lean into he that is part of such a slept on character. Like that would have been such a great arc to explain. Because like in this we with Finn, we established that all stormtroopers are thinking conscious human beings. Mm-hmm. But like just him though. The others were still okay with shooting and killing and like whatever. We're not even gonna try to reach out to them or anything like that. They're they're all just blanket evil. Yeah. Uh there there isn't a big effort to humanize the other stormtroopers well, just and, him and like there is the group and we'll get to that in the rise of skywalker but i don't think that was enough for me yeah and but like i do think too like there's apparently like the whole thing is there's even backstory to like that leading up to that moment where the guy dies on uh on the guy dies and carries him where they never say it but that was a guy that like in there like there's like you know there's companion books they do for these movies and there's one mm-hmm. to explain that that guy had been uh like in the training group that finn was a part of yeah 
Um, and that that guy had been named Slip Up. And so had the guy who calls him Trader had a, also been in his. What a good Glup Shitto. What? I, I love I love the Star Wars Glup Shittos. Like, oh yeah, you know that random guy who was on screen for 0.3 seconds? He actually has a really cool backstory. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you about this, but I, I like that stuff. Like, I like the little stories we don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, and, and also the traitor guy was in his fucking the dude with the stun baton. Yeah, and well, in that opening scene, we also meet uh, Lor Santeca, because he's the old man mm-hmm. who is also quite kind of an important character in Star Wars lore. But in this movie, he's just like, nah. He's just like, I I just so happen to be the one that has the Luke Skywalker map. Yeah, well, I mean, think about like and like. Also, with like Andor was an important character, but we're meeting people from his past, like the one guy who's just a random rebel trooper who's now like, oh yeah, that guy escaped prison with him. Yeah. What I yeah, what I really like, like about Star Wars and specifically the movies, like they introduce all of these things mm-hmm. um that like they work perfectly fine in the movie. If you're just watching the movie, you don't need to know any more about this old man. He he serves his purpose, <laughs> whatever. But it gives you so much opportunity to grow and spread and tell different stories. And like that was the best part about the prequels for me. It's not the movies, but it's all of the lore that we got because of those movies due to the external media surrounding them and the lore that is established in those movies and how they're expanded upon later. Like I I I adore the Clone Wars. For the very reason that it fills in that uh, the gap between two and three so well, no and one, gives no that one so gave much a more context. About any of the clones from Episode Three until a name was put to them, right? Like, but like when you're watching the Clone Wars, I'm like, oh my god, Captain Rex is the goat. Yeah, I, I mean, love he was, you. He, he, was he, was, he wasn't in the before. movies, or like, but like um, Commander his- Cody. He's in the movie. Yeah, and like, oh, he had a really strong bond with Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, the really this is hope- something we could that be, changes a lot of that before because before it's just oh yeah, the commander directly under him shot him in the back, and now like, it's like oh, his brother in war killed him, and that's a lot of things. There are things like that in the movie. Yeah, like when you know Finn's confronted by the traitor guy. Yeah, that's a cool moment. They have a fight, but that is. So a diehard loyalist to his cause confronting the guy who left their cause and that's someone being confronted by like you know and he probably doesn't even know because of the stormtroopers someone who he was supposed to be shedding blood with and fighting arm by arm with yeah and like captain phasma also has a lot of really cool stuff i actually read the book about her like captain she, like, phasma was a really cool up character. on this primal fucking planet and escaped like it just all like her planet was like mad max before like the first order showed up yeah um like i love that kind of like i i, I don't read every star wars comic or book that it that comes out i mostly stick to the like the i read whatever it, interests me again I, there's I, another I, character they fucking slept on in this series which one captain phasma yeah uh they didn't really do much with her in the movies but at least like a, there's some writers out there that saw the potential in that character yeah. and like hey let's give let's give her more of a spotlight there was like a comic cool. that explained how she esca- escaped the uh the new the big the death star three i'm gonna call it for the moment mm-hmm. so i can't remember the name of it star killer base star killer base um and it's just like yeah oh yeah she finds this tie fighter pilot then kills this tie fighter pilot so no one can know that she uh, betrayed ever. Yeah. So There's, like it's in the it's it's like in the same way that like um, that kind of stuff. And I, like I'm I'm in the firm camp that like we need more outside media for this time period of Star Wars, because like the way that like something like the Clone Wars like really expands those movies. Like when you learn that, like be- the reason why order 66 was able to work is because of the inhibitor chips in the clones brains. And they didn't just like hear a fucking word and just like start shooting their homies. That's a big deal that change that like really changes the way you think about the movies. Um, and I want more stuff like that for these movies. Um, there, there is some good stuff, and like Kylo Ren has his backstory in the comics. Uh, you learn more about the the Knights of Ren, which are 
incredibly underutilized in this movie or in these the trilogy as a whole they're like what in a flashback in this movie uh you see them in ray's little vision when she touches luke's lightsaber or anakin's yeah. lightsaber which her lightsaber it was like me that actors for the next two movies like hey we're just gonna film you once aren't we supposed to like should we be like training no no we just need you guys like twice and then they show up again in the rise of skywalker yeah spoiler sorry <laughs> Yeah, but like I, they don't I, they don't do jack shit in these movies. I also like the way Star Wars doesn't really age quickly too, and I like mm-hmm. the way they do that with like the like the new Tie Fighters, the new X Wings. Especially, I think it's great that it's like, oh, we're just gonna take the same old fascist approach. What'd you guys change this time? We put shields on them and made some of them two seaters. That's not a lot. Those things still sucked pretty bad. Yeah. We don't care. Storm stormtrooper uh, armor. It's kind of it's kind of funky. What did you guys do to change it? Like, oh, we like made like their visors like go around their hands a little bit. That's completely useless. I it's, it's, I have mixed a, feelings on the update. I have mixed feelings on the update stormtrooper look. Um, so I have a philosophy when it comes to Star Wars versus like Star Trek and stuff, mm-hmm. where it's like Star Trek. I think everything's supposed to look perfectly sleek and nice because it's a really good utopian future. And Star Wars, everything usually has a bit of like a war austerity look, where it's like yeah, somewhat rougher. The stormtrooper armor, I don't think it quite did that, but I still really liked it. Um, yeah. but that's like my biggest complaint about it, really. Everything else looked fine. I kind of like the more like I like the guys who have like the tactical vest rings over their armor. There's some really cool stuff yeah. there with that. Flame troopers is like just sinister because like what other purpose besides war crimes do those guys have? I love the spitty baton. That's my favorite. Oh yeah. <laughs> and if if you were on the internet in 2015, 2016. Traitor. You would remember I, that very fondly. <laughs> that fucking gift, dude. I like if I, God, I'm trying to think of how many times I saw that fucking gif. It was everywhere. It was absolutely everywhere. Uh, but let's let's talk about the reintroduction of our old cast that happens. Oh in yeah, this movie. like I realized we haven't even touched. Um, should we talk about Harrison Ford? Yes, <laughs> he finally got what he wanted to kill Han Solo to get the fuck out of Star Wars until they. <laughs> I don't get Hans. I, I'll admit, I don't get Harrison Ford. It's like, hey, this is the most popular character you've ever played. Kill him. Okay. Yeah, he just doesn't want to be in front of me. Apparently, like, he doesn't give a after fuck. the first, since the first movie, the only thing Harrison Ford would ask George Lucas is, are you finally going to kill me? Yeah. And uh, so they, he finally, like, I love Han Solo in this movie. Because he, he, like, I think he's at, he's, he's, uh, I think these are the perfect evolution of what he was in the first couple movies in the original trilogy to, to like, this is definitely the same guy, but he's just like an old man now who's been through a lot of shit. Like he's still got like the, he's got the snarky sarcasm to him, but he's also like a lot more like reserved and just like. You could you could feel the trauma coming from him. Like, damn, he's he's been through a lot, but he maintains that same Han Solo energy. And I love how he's still hanging around Chewbacca. They're they're still a duo. Super divorced energy. Um, I love them so much. Cool divorced energy, not Elon Musk divorced energy. Yeah. Um I think the funny thing too, talking about Han Solo, is I like that they did kind of betray him as somewhat broken too. Yeah, because like his the everything that happened with his son inevitably fucked up his life. Uh, he lost the Falcon. He lost his wife. He lost his son. He didn't really have much except for his ho- number one homie Chewbacca. And I really like the scene where he steps back into the Falcon again for the first time. And he's just like, ah, oh, welcome home, Chewie. And then it's immediately interrupted by this like weird Scottish guy and the red mask guys. And then the fucking wrath. That weird Scottish guy is someone too. I forget who, but isn't he? That's someone? yeah, that that's a, that one scene. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess it's, <laughs> it's not it's not the most memorable part of the movie. But it, I had to I had to mention it because it comes right through like uh, there's like the really memorable moment where like Han's coming back on the on the Falcon is like wow Chewie we're home 
and then he meets Ray and Finn, and they're like, are you talking about the Luke Skywalker? You knew him, Ren. Like, yeah, I knew him. The Force, the, the, the Jedi, I thought it was all mumbo-jumbo, but it was real, all of it. And you have that scene, and then there's, like, fucking, like, squid monsters running around and killing everybody, and it's like, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Which is, I, I totally forgot about that until I was watching it again. Like, oh, yeah, there's that. The guys with the red masks, like, had a cool design, but, like, I don't very care. Star Wars, like they were very Star Wars. Yeah, um, I, I, like I thought they were super cool, but like I don't even know. What, I don't even remember what they're called. Like, do they have extra lore? I don't they, know. They, they probably. They probably do. I don't care. <laughs> something I love this about Star Wars is the same thing I love about Warhammer, which is I will never know everything about this. You could pick and choose what to care about. Yeah, and that's what I that I like uh, that about Star Wars. Like, I don't have to care about these random fucking goons that appear in one scene in the movie. But if I want more lore Santeca lore, <laughs> it's there. Yeah. So then there's, you know, I, personally, I like, I think to Carrie Fisher returning and like, yeah, I love what a fuck, God rest her soul. What a tragedy I, that we lost her. Uh, I, I adore Carrie Fisher and I really like her in this movie. Because yeah. in, in the same way that Han still f- feels like Han, she's definitely still feels like Leia, but she like she's matured a lot. I like too I, not just in the, the fact that she's older. I um, like that she's the commander of this resistance of the, like essentially a group that's having to operate outside of the government for their government's lack of ability to do anything about the threat of the first order. Right. No commentary that we need to explain there that we have. Yeah, because because the established uh, government has become so weak that they're they're essentially now the resistance fighters. Yeah, <laughs> they're not they're not really like an established uh, legitimate government anymore. Well, and this resistance has the feeling that it's small, which it's I fuck- like. Yeah, like I remember part like where they say we lost two ty- two X wins. That's nearly half of our squadron. Yeah, and that's what I really liked about uh, The Last Jedi because it makes the situation feel so desperate because they're putting literally everything that they have on the line. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that aspect of uh, the way that the resistance is organized between both these movies is really cool. Um, and, I, and I think that comes to a really cool head in uh, The Rise of Skywalker is just one of the nice things I'll say about that movie. I, I don't have a lot of nice things to say. <laughs> but that is uh, that is one thing I do have some nice to say about it. Um, but I, I really uh, respect uh, Leia's commitment to the cause. Because uh, she doesn't really have the ability to just fuck off and go to a Jedi temple for the rest of her life. And, well, there's also the nice thing we talked about. Basically, she got fucked over by politics. Yeah, she got... In between where, like, some, like, skeevy politician basically used, like, oh, she's actually the daughter of Darth Vader. Yeah. As blackmail, which is, like... Which, again, extra lore. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But, like, also, like, I do get the vibe, like, she built the New Republic, she built the Rebellion. Mm -hmm. Well, she didn't build it, we've talked about, but she was, you know, that Rebellion, she was the figurehead of both those organizations, and now she's once again defending the New Republic that gave up on her with a new group of, like, kind of true believers, almost, like, in democracy. Like, people who are willing to fight and die for it. Yeah, and, like... Um, Leia's been through so much tragedy in her life, but like, um, I I really enjoy. Um, I'm one of the big defenders of Luke Skywalker's arc in these in the in the sequel trilogy. I think it's really well done, but Leia would have didn't have the ability to give up on her cause. Like that was her son. Uh, uh, everything that happened to him. Yeah. Uh, but. She had she had to stay strong and lead um, the people, uh, and she, she stayed so committed all these years. And no matter what happens to her, she's still right there where she's needed. She she didn't go fuck off to the the Jedi Temple like Luke did. Yeah, she didn't run from it. Like yes, I feel like that's. I feel like that's something that upset a lot of people is that Luke ran from something. Yes. Which, I, but 
I think yes, it's like, but that's also not a thing his character hadn't done before. Yeah, like, and I and like for Luke, it's incredibly understandable how everything went down. And like, if you what actually, what would you do if you actually pay attention to the? Movie, if you created the newest Hitler, what the fuck would you do? <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. Uh, like, if you pay attention to the movies and listen to the explanation given which is something that a lot of people aren't really capable of doing. It's something I like, want to talk about real quick. We're, we're going to talk about it more when we get to The Last Jedi. Yeah, and like, I want to talk like real quick. Like, Some of these people have worked themselves in such a corner where they've dedicated to hating themselves that like, they're, they'll are they hate anything Ryan Johnson does because they hated The Last Jedi so much because it wasn't the movie they wanted it to be. Yeah. Um like like i've just like been seeing like a few people like like have to absolutely like say the the glass is the worst movie ever because ryan johnson did it yeah um but like this movie too like this was so good yes uh was it a perfect movie no 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 eight out of ten seven out of ten it's like i i I introduced this episode pretty much like this is my favorite star this is my favorite star wars movie i'm not saying it's the best I, like, I, here's the thing. I have a strong personal attachment I, to this movie. I strongly dislike, like, so much so that I skip. I don't, Return of the Jedi is, like, my least favorite Star Wars movie. Like, uh, the original movies. It's 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 my it's my least favorite of the original trilogy, too. But, like, um, I would, like, the only thing, like, and I, for simply for, I hate Ewoks. They're, they're stupid. I hate them. Um. Yeah, I, I, it's, but uh, anyway, but that besides, besides, that's besides my point. That's, um, it, you can like it's just like you know you need to have the comprehension of what's actually going on in the movie, and that's a little that's lost on some people. Uh, yeah. Case in point, we're not like we're not going through this in plot order at all. Um, I want to just uh, talk about the final fight with um, Kylo Ren and ray and and finn and that whole confrontation again we're not this is the pod order but the the media literacy mm-hmm. of what's going on here seems to be kind of low because everybody is not everybody but a lot of people are dedicated to the cause of calling ray a mary sue she doesn't struggle she doesn't train she doesn't do anything she's just naturally you know gifted. how like luke skywalker totally wasn't a george lucas self-insert do you ever hear like, the interview where, uh mark hamill saying i do suddenly realize i shouldn't be thinking how would mark hamill play luke skywalker i should be thinking what would george lucas do yeah and like uh one she goes through she does struggle this shit isn't easy on her she loses a lot um but have you ever had some talking pull up on your watch no, <laughs> it's just, her her mentor who, who, uh, figure who she just met died in front of her, who was also again Kylo Ren's father. Which, if you're watching the movie, he has a lot of conflict about because he's being uh, pulled towards the light, but he That's wants a good to stay scene. It's so good, and I like if you watch having intense lunch cafeteria arguments on whether or not he Han hit the button on the saber. Or Kylo did. Which would what? Why would why would Khan do that? <laughs> I don't know. It would. But, it makes zero sense because also if you're what if you're paying attention to the lighting, you can watch the red come over mm-hmm. uh, Ben Solo's face as he makes his decision. Like I don't know what to do. I don't, I know what I have to do, but I don't know I have the strength to do it. And then he's just like, uh, Han's like, I'll help you or whatever. And then he's just like. Uh, he his face goes full red, and then he kills him. And he's just like, "Thank you." But then, what happens immediately after this is one uh, Ray and Finn are all fucked up, and so is Chewbacca, who watched that happen. And his immediate response is to shoot Kylo Ren in the torso with the fucking crossbow bolt. Which earlier we saw that thing does incredible damage. So not only is Kylo Ren mortally wounded, but he's also mentally fucked up. And when he's fighting Ray after he just bit, beat Finn's ass, one Ray is has force powers. She's not trained. She doesn't really know in the force. She doesn't really know what she do, she do, um, she's doing. But the the force is a mental thing, in, in a lot of ways. You have to be in tuned with the force. Um, 
so when what also kylo in the scene isn't trying to kill her yeah he's not he he said he's like you're strong in the force i you need a teacher i can train you he's not trying to kill her because he knows that she's valuable (laughs) like empire strikes back when luke when luke's fighting darth vader okay darth vader could whip Luke's ass in fucking three seconds if he wanted to. Darth Vader is one of the most skilled fighters in the galaxy. And Luke just skipped out on his training. Doesn't really know. Like, he knows, like, barely, like, force basics. And then he goes to fight Darth Vader because he he got anxious and couldn't thought he couldn't wait because his friends were in danger. He fights Darth Vader and he loses that fight. But... It's not an instant L. Darth Vader doesn't slash him down right there. No, because Darth Vader wants to teach him. He's not trying to kill him. Kylo Ren isn't trying to kill Rey. Well, and more about, like, yeah. Like, it's more, it's not, I don't, like, I really think the criticisms of Star Wars go less to show the, um, go less to show how bad the writing is or anything and more go to show how poor literacy, media, uh, media literacy is in this country. Yeah. Like what? Then what happens is like not only is a he's mentally fucked up, b he's wounded by the crossbow bolt, and c the planet is collapsing around him, and d he's also got his head so far up his ass that he's he's like no way I can lose to this to this girl who doesn't know the first thing about force training or or lightsaber fighting. I got this. I'm gonna be the one to take mm-hmm. her in and train her so when she when she like figures out a little bit about the force she becomes more in tune and gets more aggressive he's not ready for it and that's what he loses like watch the movie please pay attention but like i i really like the way that like ray starts to realize her force powers throughout the movie yeah like it's um it's a as i'd say it's on par with how luke learned his he had no force training like what he spent three days on the millennium falcon with an old guy who like yeah shot him a bunch (laughs) pretty much Um, which someone would point out it's like how great it is that fucking princess lady watched her home planet get blown up and is comforting luke after this old guy he died and knew for three days yeah leia's so strong i love her um but like Ray, she she like comes in she comes into her uh, force abilities pretty much totally on her on her own. Uh, like when she meets Maz Kanata, and she like feels the pull to the lightsaber, and she's like gets the vision. She's like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And, and like Maz is like, "The lightsaber is calling to you." Like I'm not I'm not the Jedi. I'm not a Jedi, but like I know the force a lot. She like you know, Maz Kanata is old as hell. And knows a lot. He's like, "Hey, you're 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 something special, kid." And then Kylo picks up on that, and he and when she gets kidnapped, and, and like he does this, of course he gets ripped apart for this dumbass move. And he's like, "All right, so like you're not getting the information about the girl because you said you didn't need the droid anymore. Now you're not getting the information out of the girl, and the droid is still out there, which has the information that you need." What what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> And then he has yeah. like a fucking temper tantrum because he's like, shit, I was fucking dumb. <laughs> I failed you, Lord Vader. Darth Vader, I failed you. Um I like he's a crybaby bitch, but I like I love it. I like I think that's a, it's it's an important part of his character because he he's trying to so hard to be something that he's not. Cause as we know, the dark side of the force corrupts. And I think Ben Solo's soul to his core is good, but he's been corrupted by the dark side because he felt its pull. And now he's like shattered into this like broken person who doesn't know who he wants to be. So he latched on to this uh, identity, which he, he believes is true power. And that's all he knows now. And he's trying so hard to fight the good in him. It's like, oh, it's I like I think that's so well. And like when things don't go his way, like he doesn't know how to react to it other than to violently lash out. 
because like he like he wants to look strong he wants to be strong but he's still uh fragile <laughs> and i really like the I, I like the elevator scene where he like has this fucking temper tantrum and the stormtroopers are like <laughs> and i like someone once said like oh, there was never goofy shit like that in the original again fucking ewoks um and also there was, there was goofy like, shit in the middle there was the a originals. ton of goofy shit in the originals <laughs> like I, I i don't know what happened that like people forgot what happened in those movies or like jar jar binks existed yeah and like even in just the original tri- like do you think a new hope took itself seriously 100 percent of the time no it did it <laughs> empire strikes back did it take itself seriously 100 of the time why should these movies again because especially they're aimed at like 12 year olds <laughs> yeah it's yeah, like no. that fun <laughs> i like i really can't like agree with like how much this m is like yeah these are good movies also the intended audience is like 12 10 year olds like, I remember someone once said, these new Star Wars movies are just being made to sell toys. Let me say so, about how George Lucas made money on the first movie. Uh, let me tell you a little thing about Ewoks. <laughs> let me just... What? Here, come, or, over. Like, come, come over here. Come over, come over here and slap it. Ewoks. Right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Um, I don't have too much more to add. Oh, uh, yeah. Poe Dameron. Fucking... I loved... I, I, love, I, I, think, I, think, I really love Poe Dameron's character. Just like the badass fighter pilot guy was like badass, and yeah, I appreciate that. Like, he, I don't think he does that much, um, in this movie, particularly. Uh, but like, he's he's still very memorable. Oscar Isaac is Oscar Isaac, of course. Um, he he's had a lot of the same feeling that Lando Calrissian had in the original trilogy. Where it's like there's a lot going on in the background with this guy, but he's also kind of just there to be cool. He oozes charisma. Yeah, he's, he's got the riz. <laughs> and you, what's your ability? I smile and wake, and people like me. Yeah, yeah that's great. Until that shit don't work no more yeah. in the Last Jedi. Which <laughs> so next tune in time, next time when we talk about the Last about Jedi. Last Jedi. Um, um, but. What else do we got coming up? We got new technically movies to pick out. Well, yes. We already picked them out, but we got to do the voting for them. We're going to do the poll. Oh. Yeah. But, um, ooh, and we can talk about Warhammer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's. Uh, and speaking of Warhammer, if you like Warhammer or want to learn about it, you could go check out Lorca Morka with hosted by me or Damo, me and Damos. How long have we been on? uh about enough time that we can wrap it up yeah uh all right let's let's uh like concluding thoughts um concluding thoughts force awaken was good it was definitely made for a new generation of fans and it holds up pretty well against all the other star wars movies yeah like um again like this was daisy ridley's hot yes like watching this in theaters was like like it, it was it felt magical for me oscar isaac is hot Oscar Isaac is hot. Um, like, like <laughs> whenever I, so much. whenever I think about like fucking like the magic of cinema, like I remember when I went to go see this movie for the first time, like that uh, feeling. Uh, yeah, I saw the this theater. on Christmas. I think now that I think, yeah, about it. and I saw it in theaters multiple times, and like every like ever like it was so hype when it first came out and everyone was so excited for the packed new trilogy theater. i saw this in a packed theater and it'd been yeah. out, by the time it came out in christmas <sighs> that year it'd been like, out for like a few days and it was packed like yeah shoulder to shoulder packed um like i like it was so exciting to be a star wars fan when this came out and like i i know it, it retreads a lot of the plot points of a new hope. I, I don't mind that at all. The feeling of being in a theater and seeing the Star Wars scroll again for the first time. Yes. Like the feeling in my chest at that time, I think I felt like three other times in my life. Yeah. Because also, and, like, people of our age yeah we're like this like this we was were our old first... to watch the prequels, but they weren't really, like, not really in theaters. Uh, like this is our first Star Wars theatrical experience for a lot of us. Um, 
Like I, I, I definitely saw Revenge of the Sith when, in theaters. I was five years old. Definitely too young to watch that. Do you remember how exciting it was to see the first trailer for this? Yeah. Um, because I just I was, remember that like that like kind of slowed down version of the theme and just all the like the great moments of like the dun 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 dun. Yeah, and he's. And then you see Kylo Ren's cross guard lightsaber for the first yeah, time, yeah. and you're just like, "Whoa, what the fuck is that? That's insane!" Unless you were, unless you were a fucking dweeb, and you're like, "That's not lore accurate." I'm like, I haven't. Well, now it is. In four days. I haven't. The thing, in four the thing days. is about Star Wars is like it's constantly evolving, so they be you adding don't new stuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> they be adding new stuff. So, like, sure, we haven't seen a cross guard lightsaber before. But now we have, it's new, and the lore reason for that is really cool, because Kylo Ren has, like, an unstable kyber crystal, because he's an unstable individual, so it kind of needs those, need like... Peterson that tell me to clean my room. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't wash between my ass cheeks. I think I think the water just, like, flows down there, so I don't need to... <laughs> I don't need to wash my ass. <laughs> but like because of the fucking unstable kyber crystal like it needs which like energy cool. exhaust ports which again because it serves the purpose of being a cross guard which you know there's there's the people like oh that would actually serve any functional purpose like when well in the movie it did because it fucked up Finn's shoulder it looked cool it looked cool and also the rule of cool surpasses logic and Unless by the way did you see we're gonna have cross guards in uh jedi survivor uh-huh I am so excited for that game. I know. I like, I'm just, ooh, let's fucking go. The, the only time the rule of cool doesn't work with lightsabers is in Rebels when they had the helicopter lightsabers. That was kind of just fucking dumb. Uh, that was like totally made to sell. To, like, I know we, I, just, I, it, like, I, I, of all the things, I was just like, like, the first time I saw that, it's like, I know, it, like, I, like, I saw that and I wasn't watching Rebels when it came out. I think I watched it like years later. Um, just out of, I think I watched it during the pandemic because I was bored. I, I also watched it during the pandemic. I was just like, oh, again, because of boredom. This is the, this is the only like Star Wars thing I haven't like, seen. That's it. that was totally to sell toys. It's like, if did I they even sell toys of that? Like, I don't even. I don't. I don't. They I don't had think to. I, they no had to. They but like, I haven't seen them. <laughs> yes, because like, me and you are adult men. I don't know. I see other Star Wars toys. I didn't see those. I'm sure. I don't buy them. I don't know. But like you know, most times I'm like, whenever you do do, do really ridiculous shit with lightsabers, like I'm here for it. But that was the one time I'm like, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not with flying with fucking speedy lightsabers. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, like I love how this movie like brought in a new generation of Star Wars fans to the theaters for the first time for something like this. Hmm. I was part of that generation. You were part of that generation. There's kids that are younger than us who were raised on this movies in, in the same way that we were raised by the prequels. There's so many, like I've seen so many little girls out there dressed up as Rey for Halloween. Cause like, it's so cool to finally have a female made character in a uh, mainstream Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like, I I'm very. Battlefront Two is a good game. You got Battlefront Two because of it. Yeah, and like, like Disney Star Wars has had mixed results, uh, to say the yep. least. For every Force Awakens, you get a solo. So like, not everybody likes everything that uh Disney has done since they acquired Star Wars, but like, this is kind of like the start of a Star Wars Renaissance, <laughs> like. Where you get there would be so, no Andor, so much new content. No Mandalorian without this movie. Like I can't. Like yeah. that can't be stated. There would be no reason to have made any of those things. No, like if um, this flopped, like what would we do? Like what would Star Wars be, be? We'd be watching more Marvel, and I, 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 I I'm so I, done with Marvel. I have like, I, 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 I am stuck in the trap. I, I saw the trailer for Ant Man and Wasp was kind of like. I'm probably not going to see this one. I like. I've not wanted to see a single Marvel movie in a while. That's on me though. Like that. Like yeah. you can enjoy it. I'm just. I'm a little burnt out on it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I. I just didn't think that's a safe place to say this has been the Outliers. We like Star yes. Wars. Yeah, we We're like not, the Force Awakens. We like Star Wars, and we don't hate women. I think that makes yes. us pretty okay. Yes, we 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 are fans of the lady. <laughs> that's the worst way I could have said that.
<laughs> uh, we don't hate yeah. women. Uh, we yeah, are rational thinking people racist. who watch LGBT the movies. Rights, trans rights. Yeah. Which, oh, Jake dear Lord. I fucking hate what the racists did to John Boyega after the first trailer came out and the rest of the movies. Because he killed it in this movie. I love you, John Boyega. Dude, we're so fucking good. I want to see him in more shit, though. I do, too. I love John Boyega. Thank you for joining us. That's our final message. John Boyega, you're cool. (laughs) Come on the outliers and tell us about (laughs) how cool you are. Yeah, this is our invitation. (laughs) He'll never see it.